Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body at Desert Springs Church. My name is Drew. I'm here with Chaz, Chase, Chance. <laughs> if I was Mark Dever, I'd be doing like the, the funny noises right now. Oh, but man. He's, I'm been, s- he's been so bad about that. That is the worst addition to that <laughs> podcast. So if you're listening, uh, Mark, knock it off. Um, but today we are going to talk about testimonies. Not so much in the, the sense of like writing a, a Yelp review or a trip advisory testimonial, Test- testimonial uh, about a trip that you went on or, or a restaurant or a meal. Or giving a testimony in court. Or giving not, a testimony in court. Though like it, there's There's some parallels to yeah. that kind of thing. But if you've been around church very long, if you've been a Christian for very long, you're familiar with the term testimony. And for a lot of people, it kind of makes you nauseous. Like you hear the word testimony or can you give your testimony? Oh, yeah, and people think... I have to stand up in front of a group of people and talk about myself. And that's Mm -hmm. terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, So today, we we may put you at ease, we may not. But we want to just talk about what is a biblical testimony and what are the elements in a testimony or one who testifies Mm -hmm. uh, of their faith. And why would you even do that? And why would you do that? Yeah, what is the aim? What is the goal? Because this isn't like some weird church culture thing. Like this is actually from the Bible. Yeah. Just giving giving testimony. Yeah, this is like how the kingdom spread. Yeah. Well, and even we were talking about doing this because, well, one, we've been in Galatians and Paul gives his testimony in the book of Galatians. He kind of tells her at least part of his testimony, you know, uh, of his story. And then we just had a baptism service where we had... Mm -hmm eight brothers and sisters get up on a Sunday and share their testimony. And it was incredibly encouraging. Yes. Uh, So we thought, well, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more deeply. Yeah. So dissect a testimony a little bit and talk about the tools and the elements Mm -hmm. of a a testimony. And, and if you've, if you're listening and you're a believer and you've never shared your testimony, um, then we'll talk about maybe why you should mm, and, yeah. and, and in ways that you could do that yeah. um, that would be helpful and, and God-honoring. Yeah. So first, what is a testimony, Chase? Yeah, well, uh, it's a, like we said, it's a biblical thing, so it comes up often. Um, it really goes back to the idea of uh, witnesses or someone being a witness, which is how Jesus described the first disciples. Um, so like in John 15, he says, you're my witnesses. You're going to go out and you're going to tell what you've seen. So witnesses, you know, think about it in the ways that we use it, like in a court system, you know, witness is somebody that has seen something yeah. or heard something and they're giving a testimony of the thing to other people that didn't see it, you know, so they're, they're telling other people. Firsthand experience. Yeah. And so, that. so that's the, interestingly, that's the word that Jesus uses to send his disciples out. You'll be my witnesses. You're, we're the witnesses. So we go out and we're, we're telling, what, what are we witnessing to? To Well, the first apostles, they were witnesses of Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were testifying to that fact that the gospel, right, that, that Jesus died for our sins and he was raised from the dead. Um, and, you know, it's like if you read First John, that's kind of how John begins the letter is he's saying, we bear witness, we are telling you what we have seen and heard, mm. you know, so it's based on their their kind of eyewitness testimony. Um, but then beyond that, that just that, that passed down from disciple to disciple. So we are still testifying uh, in that sense to the same events, to the gospel. You know, we heard it from 
people before us, but we're still testifying to to those facts. So that's one way that we testify. But when you're talking, like what you're talking about, the somebody getting up and sharing their testimony, mm-hmm. that's not quite the same thing. That's, no. you know, so, so what we're talking about with that is more um, somebody bearing witness to their own experience of mm. the gospel in their life. Witnesses. It's also what Kirk Franklin is always asking for. Can't he get a witness? He's, he just, he can't get one. No, no. And so, yeah, so we should all... Which, which I don't know that that use of that word connects quite as closely to... No, I'm sure it does. Yeah, maybe, maybe it does. Interesting thing, though, the word, the word witness in Greek is, uh, is martus, or to bear witness is martyreo. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And that's where we get the word martyr. Mm. Um, so that's, and that's just an interesting that the, the first Christian martyrs, they, why were they martyred? Because of their testimony, and they refused to turn away from or, or recant that testimony mm. of what they knew to be true that they had experienced and seen. And so they were killed because of their testimony, and that word just kind of morphed now to where we think of a martyr as somebody that's dying for something, yeah. but it really just means a witness. That's wonderful. So what about some uh, biblical examples? You've, you've given us a little bit about what the Bible says about testimonies. What are some other biblical examples of testifying? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I mentioned Paul. I think Paul is probably the best example because there's, there's multiple places in the Bible where mm. he is. You know, even if you think of uh, the, I mean, really all of the gospel accounts are in their own way testimonies, right? They're, they're um, giving the facts of these things that are happening. But um, Acts, the book of Acts, very dramatically features the story of Paul's conversion and then other times where Paul is then telling other people about his conversion, mm-hmm. right? And and he does it in the book of Galatians too is kind of an argument. Um, but Acts 26 near the end of the book is probably the best example uh, where Paul is before King Agrippa and he stands up and, and Agrippa wants to hear about these things, these disputes that the Jews have been having with Paul. And, um, and, and rather than just kind of giving Agrippa, you know, this doctrinal treatise about the Christian faith and how it is similar and different from the Jewish faith, Paul gives his testimony. And, and it's a perfect example of what a testimony is because it begins with his life before Christ. And then he talks about how he came to believe in Christ and his experience is a revelation in his case of Jesus Christ. And then how his life was different after he became a Christian. Mm. And so he tells that whole story that before, how, and then after. Um, and that's this whole, this big chapter in the the book of Acts yeah. is Paul giving his testimony as a proof of these things being what they are. And then it, it is also a really good example because then at the end of that, as he's kind of laid it all out there, then he then he starts appealing not just to Agrippa, but to everybody listening that they would become Christians, you know? And so he kind of uses that as a tool to try and lead these other people to faith. So is that a good model for us to follow? I think that's the model. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to say, what is a what is a testimony? I think you would just do that. So before, how, after, and then maybe an appeal. Yeah. So as a pastor's kid growing up in a Christian home, um, I didn't have one of those, quote, interesting or exciting mm-hmm. testimonies. I didn't have a Pauline. Yeah. Because when did knocked, you become a Christian? Knocked off my horse. I became a Christian when I was very young. Yeah. And I can't tell you the day. Mm-hmm. I just know that, yeah, there was there was a moment, there was a time in my life, mm-hmm. there was a period where, uh, where I've said that my parents' faith had to become my own, mm-hmm. where I had to see these things for myself and 
and where uh, when I think of before, how I was before, and then after mm-hmm. conversion, there wasn't a whole lot of behavior modification. Right. I pretty much did the same things. Right. I read my Bible and I prayed and went to church and I tried not to disobey mm-hmm. my parents before I was a Christian and I did all those things after I was a Christian. I never went through any serious periods of rebellion or anything like that. Yeah. And so I didn't have any of these moments that was like, oh yeah, this is this is when. But what but what um, did, was clear was um, a difference between doing those those things, uh, doing reading my Bible, praying, going to church out of out of duty, right? Out of obedience, out of I'm part of the family, right? To delighting in those things, yeah. delighting in God's word, delighting in the truth of the gospel, um, growing in grace, yeah. And as that grace grew in me, I I just I felt that, and that was and that was affirmation, and that's what we're we're saying you know that you're when you become a christian there is this deep inward regeneration that happens right that you become a new creation or or, you know ezekiel says that god takes the heart of stone out and he puts in a a living heart a a heart of flesh and and so you can even see in that testimony although outwardly there's not any difference that you can say okay but i know Mm -hmm. there was a difference inwardly from right. before and after. That's right. And and I, you know, what you're getting to, I think that's a big thing, and and why I think some people get nervous about the thought of sharing their own testimony is a lot of people have an unexciting, boring, testimony, a testimony. boring testimony. Yep. You know, that doesn't change. That that doesn't matter. It's yeah. not. You know, it's not to be dramatic. It's to be. There's a difference. You know, there's a change. Yeah. I think when we think that, we make too much of ourselves. Right. Uh, in in the testimony, mm-hmm. um, we we make ourselves the main character. Right. And so we're a very boring protagonist mm-hmm. in our testimony story. Most people, yeah. But when we look at Christ mm-hmm. and what he has done, um, he is the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. And he is, uh, he is at the center of all of our stories. And at the center of all of our stories is a miracle, a miracle of grace. That's right. And, and resurrecting power that saved all of us. So, yeah, we can all, we can all have... Um, amazing testimonies because we testified to an amazing Savior. That's right. And some people will kind of over glorify their own story and their sin, you know, and, and I got, yeah, I got to tell you. <laughs> so I, I we grew up going to uh, go tell youth camps. Okay. Rick Gage, <laughs> go tell youth camps. This was like huge in the South. That's pretty Baptist. So these were, yeah, Baptist camps, mega, mega camps every summer. Um, he would bring in this guy. I can't remember the guy's name and it's probably better that I don't. Um, he brought in this guy who would just tell his testimony, uh, like the last day of camp. Mm. And this guy's testimony was just like Hollywood script writers could not write this kind of testimony, yeah, right? right? Dude was a drug dealer. Mm. Dude was like, had, I can't remember if he had been murdered <laughs> or murdered people. <laughs> Like, you know, just... I, I think it's safe to say he had it's not like been stacked, murdered. It's just one ridiculous yeah, thing right. stacked on another, yeah. the most unlikely of converts. And he's calling attention to that, right? And he, he's sharing Oh, it? and makes yeah. a huge, huge deal mm-hmm. of that. And then he like stumbles into a revival service drunk <laughs> and high. Yeah. And then here's the gospel and is, you know, just powerfully transformed and right. saved and now he's and now he's now I'm here talking to you at a youth camp. Yeah. And right. just it was so moving. He was such a good storyteller. So I, I think I always went away from those feeling like, wow, my story is boring. Mm. My yeah. my testimony stinks. Yep. 
Um, because that wasn't, and you know, maybe you're misremembering it, but but a story no, I like remember that, it. Well, <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> he was possibly ma- making too much of the details. Yeah, when um, when you should walk away from a testimony, regardless of whose story it is, saying, "Wow, God, yeah. God is good. God is God is the one that saves." So, looking at your outline, the before, how, after, and appeal. We, we make maybe a little too much of the before and after mm. and not enough of the how. Of the how, right, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, and so again, it's it's kind of what is your purpose to in sharing a testimony? Like mm-hmm. why why are you going about this? And I think, I mean, actually, uh, just, just this week I shared my testimony with somebody that um, I was trying to share the gospel with. And the whole reason that I did that, right, it was it came up naturally in this conversation, but I was trying to help this person understand how the gospel applied to an issue that they were having in their life. Mm. And me using my own story was just a tool to almost as like just an illustration of, hey, I struggled with a similar thing and this is how the gospel mm. applied, God applied that truth to me through the gospel and helped me, you know? So yeah. I'm I'm just sharing this so that you can know Jesus better and apply it to your circumstances. So how does the gospel relate to our testimonies? Well, that's it, you know, and that's an important thing. Mm -hmm. Your testimony is not the gospel, you know, and I think sometimes people think that they've got, they go out and they share their testimony and they're doing evangelism. Mm. And as great as your testimony is, nobody's going to be saved just by your testimony. You know, they need to hear the gospel is God, man, Christ response, right? Okay, walk us through those. So those four things, God is the creator of everyone and everything. He made you in his image and you were made to worship him man is we don't every man woman and child sin has sinned against that perfect god and is deserving of wrath right so god man christ god sent his son to be the mediator between god and man to suffer the wrath that men deserve to die for our sins even though he hadn't sinned mm-hmm. he died on the cross and he was raised and the response is you freely accept that gospel faith believe in that gospel mm-hmm. and then sinful people are made right with God through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. And it and it's news. That's again that's why we say it's a testimony. This is something that already happened that we're going around telling people about, that we heard about it, that Jesus died for your sins and if you would believe, you're made right with God. Yeah. And, and that's, in, the, in those in the how of your testimony though, don't you think that the gospel should be clear when somebody's given a testimony how how we became a Christian or how you were converted, how were you saved, all these different versions of somebody asking your yeah. testimony. I think I think we should all work really hard at getting the gospel clear yeah. and, and placing it appropriately in our story. I think so. Uh, yeah, if you if you can at all when you're sharing your testimony, it just kind of depends on how the conversation's going, right? Yeah. But but cuz you know, when you're coming to that how you may be sharing how the gospel specifically applied to one aspect of your before, and you may not be able to cover very clearly all four of those God, man, Christ response sure. in that, you know. But I, but I think like when we have a baptism testimony, we encourage those people to very clearly kind of share the gospel in that testimony yeah. because they have they have a chance to think about it ahead of time and write it out, and they can. They and can it's do a that. public proclamation of their uh, their affirming of the gospel. Right to the church, right. and so the church is hearing them yeah. affirm the gospel, right. not just their, their testimony, their but their story. understanding of yeah. the gospel. But I think that with like the before, and that's the thing. Kind of to go back to the the camp story that you used. I think sometimes we can get 
we can be wrong on the before because we focus on the, the bad fruit in our life instead of the root of sin mm. in our life, you know? Yeah. And so you'll hear somebody, especially with a dramatic story, and like, oh, you know, I used to smoke and I used to do this and that, yeah. and they're kind of looking at the fruit. And what they're not really ex- sharing is what was in their heart that they were idolizing. Yeah. You know, what was the what was the deep need that they were trying to satisfy mm. apart from God, you know? And that's going to make a much more effective testimony if you can say, you know, I really just desired approval yeah. so much. And I sought it in bad relationships or yeah. in success or what you know. So it's not the f- the fruit only, but it's my heart was looking and, for this. And like fruit on a tree, that's not as evident, right? So that takes some work. That yeah. takes some heart work, some soul work of of digging and excavating right. your own heart and mind. So if you're a Christian listening to this and you're thinking, "Well, I don't, I don't really know how I would diagnose myself mm-hmm. pre conversion." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it might be worth spending some time, and 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 I think this happens through community. I think it happens when you're walking alongside other believers, and you're uh, while you're uh, pre-conversion, while you're mm-hmm. being saved, and then after being saved. Um, yeah, I think the church is a, uh, plays a big role in helping us diagnose those things, those right. heart root uh, desires and idols that we that we even had before Christ. Right, and that's where the gospel really becomes good news, right? Because yeah. it's it's not good news. It's like, okay, I used to struggle with drinking, yeah, and Jesus said, "Don't drink." You know, that's or, or yeah, the gospel isn't yeah the, s- sobriety. The gospel isn't a nicotine right, patch. But, it, but if you come and say, "I was so," you know, so this is kind of from my own testimony, like this is, I was so focused on other people's approval mm. that it made me incredibly anxious all the time. Mm. And that anxiety, uh, to try and, you know, numb that anxiety, I, I used a whole lot of bad things to try and comfort myself before I became a Christian. Um, and then when I actually understood that, I mean, I heard my heard the gospel my whole life. I grew up in a wonderful mm. Christian family, but it didn't really make sense to me until I was kind of at that point where yeah. this, this false worship that I had of people's approval was letting me down so much. And I finally yeah. understood, wow, God approves of me. Yeah. because of Jesus. And so I don't need other people's approval. I just need Jesus's work on my behalf. That's good. And then that fruit was not as evident. That bad fruit went away because I had kind of dealt with the root issue. The gospel had dealt with the root issue. And so when I can explain that to somebody and I can say, here was really what was going on in my heart. And here's how the gospel helped me in that. And then I would, you know, encourage you when you're at that how phase in your testimony, if there's like scriptures that yeah. you can really connect at that point, you know, that, again, God's word is what has power, not your testimony. Or songs. Or, or songs, that's Thanks right. We heard a, Ali Benham. Yeah. yeah, we heard a testimony about somebody hearing but songs good songs. based on scripture. That's right. That is yeah, going to. That says a lot about the songs that teach we. Teach you the gospel. Right. But, you know, so you can, you can use those. Like, I remember um, the baptism of Jesus and that Jesus came up out of the water and, and, mm. and the, God, the father said, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And I just thought, man, what I wouldn't give wow. to have somebody tell me that they were pleased with me. Oh, wow. Oh, wait, uh, I'm a son of God now. So he says the same thing about me that he says about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I try to share that scripture we, you know, in my testimony. That makes me think of Pilgrim's Progress when Christian is going along and still has the burden on his back. Yeah. Like he has some knowledge. Right. He has some understanding. He's trying to walk on the way. And yeah. he's trying, to, he's trying mm-hmm. to walk that mm-hmm. way. And it's not, like you, you have that kind of burden of anxiety and people pleasing, mm-hmm. man pleasing, and then and then eventually 
you yeah. you saw the cross right it, and, and, and yeah that, and that burden right rolled and, away. and so again it wasn't like yeah i really worked up the the gumption to quit drinking or quit partying or do whatever it was oh no god solved my deepest need in christ and and then you move to the after part of your testimony where you can point to those things like mm-hmm you know what, I'm not perfect. And that's a big thing in your after part is you don't want to give the impression that like once you become a Christian, everything is just magically better because that's not true. But you can get to, there's real fruit change mm-hmm. here. Like yeah. I, I am a new creation and that's I right. can see it and I can tell you about it. Like I've can, been set free from the things that enslaved me before. And you can walk in the works that have been prepared right. for yeah. you. And even that after yeah. part is good news in a way. Like you're you're telling somebody... Look, I have freedom that you're still enslaved to the same thing that I was sharing with you, you know, but I have freedom from that. You can have it too. That's great. That's Paul's whole thing when he's sharing it with Agrippa. Yeah. So there's an appeal that can happen as part of your testimony. So how can we use our testimony in sharing the gospel and in encouraging other believers? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's a... That's a good thing. Is that so that's kind of two, it, it, two it sides is. of that coin. Well, yeah, let's look at the last part first. I mean, we just had like like we said these these brothers and sisters share up and and show up in church and encourage us with their testimony, mm. and it was encouraging. Yeah. Like it's just good for other Christians to hear. Wow, God saves people. Oh yeah, and He's just as active in their life as He is in mine. Maybe I'm several years removed from when I became a Christian, yeah. um, but I still have the same God. He's still saving yeah. people the same way. And you know, even sometimes like. Actually, a lot of times when um, I'll go on a, a hike, you know, and, and I'll intentionally like use that time to just pray and reflect um, and try and recharge spiritually. And one of the things that I'll do is I'll just rehearse my own testimony to myself um, mm. and just remember, you know, and, and for me, it's it's sweeter because I can just think about how dark my life was before. You know, I can think about the, the burden, like you said, that I had and I can and I can just feel a little bit more clearly the relief of when it was taken away, you mm. know, but just to go back and be like, man, I, I did not deserve to be saved at all. And I um, was so lost and so sad and man, God, you saved me. And yeah. just, you know, just remember that, like, yeah, it's, it's so sweet. And so then to hear somebody else do that yeah. too, you know, or that's the best way to get to know somebody. You have somebody at your house for dinner and you've never met them before. What's your testimony? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's, that's a yeah, great afternoon, that a lot. evening spent. And uh, and community groups. So community group leaders, if you're listening, uh, a wonderful exercise is to have your community group go around and everybody share their testimony yeah. and um, just encourage one another with right. that. It just it really does spur spur you on to continue to hold fast to your confession. It stirs you up in loving good works, as mm-hmm. we see in Hebrews mm-hmm. 10, and we just uh, we need that. Yeah, because uh, we just we get stale, we mm-hmm. get cold. Our faith can be cold, and yeah, this past Sunday, my faith was uh, yeah. on fire. So much because of the faith of these eight uh, that were that were going through the water. That's right. And then think about a non-believer listening to those testimonies or listening to our own testimony. What I think the benefit of it, especially when you can get good at coupling it with the gospel, so that they know what they need to believe to be saved. But then they're talking to a real person that's done mm. that same thing yeah. and a real person. And you're presuming that the, they have a relationship with this person. Yeah. This, uh, this yeah. May, may be a stranger, but oftentimes it's coworker, family, friend. Yeah. Right. It's somebody you have a relationship with. Right. That, yeah. And, and I usually will do this uh, when I'm, when I am sharing the gospel with somebody or sharing my testimony. 
Um, and I'm and I'm being a little funny about it, but I'll say like, "Hey, do I seem like one of those religious weirdos to you? Like, mm-hmm. do I seem like mm-hmm. you know?" And they're like, "No, man, it's you're, a good way to disarm people." Yeah, yeah, and it's like, "No, I get it. You're a normal person." It's like, mm-hmm. "I'm a normal person that had a, a living experience yeah. with the God of the universe. Yeah, He saved me. Like, yeah. this is real, and that's mm-hmm. the benefit of a testimony. Is this isn't like abstract? This yeah. isn't some just strange philosophy. Like, this is a real God that saves real people." And he saved me and he can save you. You know, this can be real for yeah. you. You weren't worried what they would think if they found out you were a Jesus freak. <laughs> no. Or what they would say. Yes. Or what, what people would, what would people do? do. Yeah. yeah. When they find out it's true. <laughs> um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So I'm, I keep thinking, yeah, we want to use our testimony to get to the gospel, to appeal, uh, to to ask people to, uh, to respond to the gospel even as part of our appeal. Um, but encouragement would be um, to know the gospel. Yeah. As we've been going through the book of Galatians, mm-hmm. know the gospel. So if you can't articulate the gospel, then maybe you don't fully understand the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't understand the gospel, you may not believe the That's gospel. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't mean we're all as articulate as the next. Sure. Um, but but if we if we can't communicate. And and I love your structure of God, man, Christ response. Mm. I think Greg Gilbert uses that in his mm. book, What is the Gospel? Mm. So if you need help, uh, we've got some good literature. Uh, uh, that would be the one I'd recommend, right. What is the Gospel? Yep. Uh, by Greg Gilbert. It's a little crossway book. Um, I've handed that out a dozen times. Oh, it's so good. Um, and uh, so just learn the Gospel, and then and then you should be able to just see how that, how that was uh, powerful in your life mm-hmm. uh, at your conversion. Um, and then uh, work on uh, your ability to communicate that yeah. and uh, call on others to believe it. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be, we're saying this, you know, usually when we say your testimony, that's what you mean is your testimony of salvation. But we can testify to God's work in our life lots of ways. It doesn't that's just right. have to be our conversion. And so especially if yeah. somebody that, you know, like you or my wife is similar, you know, my wife was saved when she was a little girl, but mm-hmm. genuinely saved and has shown fruit. Mm-hmm. ever since then, you know, but there are other periods in her life where God has mm. worked or intervened yeah. very clearly. Yeah. And so there's still kind of a before, how, and after story there, but yeah. it's it's different. So maybe the before is, man, one of my kids got cancer and we just cried out to the Lord yeah. and, and he taught us so much in that and our lives were different after that, you know, yeah. but you were saved, you'd been saved for a long time, yeah. but there's still this testimony of God's intervention and yeah. and grace. And those are all powerful. You yeah. know, those are all encouraging. Yeah, we can testify. We can recount his deeds. Right. Um, yeah. Remember. Every day. Yeah. Remember, rehearse, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. we see in the Psalms. Yeah. And I'm just recounting God's faithfulness to to my family today. His priest busted his shin in the shower pretty gruesomely. Bad, bad. And had to get 17 stitches <laughs> to patch up his his shin. And just thinking of the Lord's faithfulness and grace to to my family, uh, to help calm me and my wife and priest, and how well he did in the in the emergency room and the the goodness of the doctors and the nurses and all that. That's all. That's all grace and and God's kindness to us um, could have been much worse. And um, so I'm thankful yeah. that I can yeah. can even tell that story in a way that that honors God and that, gives Him glory. For, right, and especially for his if care. you know the great thing about your testimony or testimonies, you know, of these different experiences is you can really like tailor it to the person that you're talking to, you know? So if you're talking to another believer and they just need some encouragement, you can kind of share selective aspects of that that's going to really 
custom fit that's that scenario or you're talking to somebody that's not a believer and they've expressed a certain struggle and maybe you wouldn't have said that's your primary struggle in your testimony but that's a struggle well you could kind of say you know i had that similar struggle and this is how you know and so it just helps to to meditate on those things so that you can you know like uh, peter says that you're just always prepared to give a defense for the hope that's in you that's with gentleness and respect and i think your testimony is a great way to to do that that's good why don't we close with just some final practical tips on how people could could uh, yeah opportunities to share their testimony how they could grow in this um yeah one would be just the next time you have family over for dinner or you go out to lunch with somebody um if you're both believers then just just do it share your testimony yeah, yeah even if it's uh, somebody that you've known for a while but you just mm-hmm. haven't heard their whole story all at mm-hmm. one time you know just say hey you know what I just this meal i just want you to Tell take, me how Jesus take 30 minutes. saved you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be a great time. Um, something that we used to do when I did college ministry is, because we would we would focus on this a lot for evangelism training, is we would have everybody take turns and share their testimony in varying lengths. You mm-hmm. know, So say, okay, you have one minute yep. to share your testimony. Now you have five minutes. Now, you know, and... Call that a testimony nugget. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> I don't know that we should. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, maybe prepare yourself for that. Or, you know, some people process things differently. So maybe take some time, journal it out, write it write out. Write it down. You know, just write it down. Write it down and say, okay, I'm going to limit myself to a page. I think that's what the our baptism candidates, mm-hmm. they have to write it down on a page. Yeah. You know, maybe that's a good exercise for you. Um, and I say parents, it's it's really good for your kids to hear your testimony. Um, and it's probably not going to come up just given the nature of the dynamics of those relationships. Mm-hmm. But Evie was asking me kind of the other day and, um, and I didn't share the whole thing, but I was able to, to tell her part of it. And that was just good for her. You know, it was good to, you know, to know. It's good for our kids to know you're not born a Christian. That's right. Yeah. We're all converts. We were all non-Christians at some yeah. point. Um, no matter how little you were when it happens. Uh, yeah, and that's good, especially kids that grow up in Christian homes. That's it's right. good for them to hear that there is a before, yeah. and they might be in it. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have been encouraged by this. I have, and hope you're encouraged to share your testimony with somebody today, um, even after listening to this. So if you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us, info at dscabq.com, and we'd love to hear any feedback for us about the podcast or future episode topics that would be helpful to you. But that's all for now. We'll uh, hopefully have an episode for you next week as we continue on, and we'll keep spreading God's glory as broad, as deep, and as wide as we possibly can. Bye, Drew. Bye. The point is, oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Yes, it exists. Oh, oh, oh. Sharing is caring. Chase Jacobs. Sports at 11. Chad. Chaz. Chance. Chance. That's it, (laughs) chance.